I have the distinct privilege of telling one of my favorite stories today. Um, I think it's I think it's approachable, and I think it's a lot of fun. But let's pray first. Father God, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that brings life. I ask, Lord, that you make these words rich and that you say what you want to say. We love you. Amen. So our, Luke, our, our um, story today is from Luke. Uh, Luke has the awesome distinction of being the only Gentile of the uh, gospel writers. And he writes specifically about the marginalized and the people who are not the uh, front and center of society. And so we approach this story of Mary with that lens. She is a lo- There's a lot of things she is not. So let's read it. Luke 2, 26 to 38. In the sixth month of, Li- of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. You are to call him Jesus, and he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come to you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One will be born, will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be to me, or may your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Okay. So, you know, as a little girl standing here in front of you all, and you're not 12 anymore, um, I can say that the Lord uses unlikely people. And that, uh, you know, your story, you can probably point to places in your own story where you are an unlikely person. So, uh, you know, I have a few thoughts about this. Um, When, uh, you know, the story of Elizabeth was probably uh, known to Mary. 
was probably she had heard this thing and thought, wow, that's pretty amazing. Uh, and, you know, life goes on, right? And you go on with your thing. Um, and then suddenly she's going on with her thing in her little world, which is kind of obscure, right? It's, uh, it's about dishes. It's about laundry. Um, it's about the quiet things in life. And suddenly there is this dude, this guy, this big guy, this possibly glowing guy that is with her. And she, and he, and he, he says stuff, right? He says, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. The Lord is with you in the quiet stuff. And, you know, like, you'd think that uh, her thoughts here, that she'd be really happy about this. That, you know, this is, yes, the Lord is with me. But it says here she is greatly troubled and wonders what kind of greeting this might be. You know, so what, is it just the big glowy dude that's scaring her pants off? Or is it that in that moment when we're... um, When we're confronted with what God really thinks of us, do we hear all the disqualifiers that come with it? Do we hear, yeah, but Lord, I kicked the cat yesterday because I was so mad that it ate my shoe. Or do we hear, I'm just, I'm just a one-dressed girl. I'm, I'm a plain Jane I'm uh, I'm not ready to tell any kind of story. I'm not ready. Highly favored? What does that mean? Um, or what are, you know, what are the other reasons she might be disqualified from being highly favored, from understanding that God might have more for her? Um, how often do we disqualify ourselves? Uh, I think of myself, and I think of how often I disqualify myself from any kind of writing. Um, If you've had the privilege of receiving an email from me, and it has been without spelling mistake, without grammatical error or intent, then you can be absolutely sure that it has gone through the filter of Aaron. (laughs) 100% sure. Um, I have never been able to spell. And my kids even know that uh, they should double-check what I say to them. If if they know, how do you spell? Maybe I should should Google that. I bet Siri knows. (laughs) Um, But how often do I disqualify myself from telling a story that needs to be told because I feel like... I lack the words. Like the words that come out are going to be jumbled and not intelligible. How often do I even not tell the story out loud because of my insecurities of not being able to spell? I think it's often, (laughs) to be honest. And, uh, you know, I was really impacted by that thought this week that... um, 
while I would be a practitioner of wanting to show God's love to people, that often I remain silent when I should speak. Um, But the Lord says to her, do not be afraid. You have found favor with God. And I that you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. And he will be great, and he will be called the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever, and his kingdom will never end. I think that the next question is, Fascinating in light of, I think it was two weeks ago that Aaron talked to you about Zechariah. And I think that she answers in a very distinct way. I find that there's a lot of similarities here. Both Zechariah and Mary are like, Woo, what is this? But she says, How will this be? Which implies to me something that she must have known in her heart of hearts, that the Lord was faithful and that he was great and that he could do, he could do whatever he said he would do. And Zechariah comes from the, to the same angel, to the same kind of question, but he comes with this, how can, you know, God, you for so long you haven't, how can you actually pull this off? And, uh, (laughs) you know, from Mary's response, the angel decides to unpack it some more. And from Zechariah, he's quiet for a long time, waiting to listen, to hear what God's saying. And so the angel answers her quite plainly. And somehow she's, this is all like, okay, I'm done with that. I can see it. That's going to be good. Um, uh, Okay, so even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, which she knew. And she's going to be, who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. And then this next. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. There's a sense of a feeling like this is like an exhale. It's like, you know, the indrawn of the breath was how? And the exhale is, okay, Lord, I hear you. I love you. I trust you. Um, I don't know if any of you or other are fans of, um, I, you know, I almost wouldn't want to call her my friend because I feel like she speaks into my life so often. But Ann Voskamp, um, one of her little things um, this week was uh, sort of how I almost feel like Mary is responding here. 
When I feel worried today, this season, I will simply exhale. When I feel like life has thrown me too many things, I will breathe in your presence, Lord. Uh, Worry is belief gone wrong because you don't believe that God will get it right. But he gets it right every time. And peace is the belief that exhales. Because you believe that God's precision, provision is everywhere like air. That his presence is there. And there's a power to saying yes. There is a power to this exhale, this, this indrawing of breath. That says that I trust you, Lord. And that I... I say yes to your plan. I say yes. She said she was saying yes to an awful lot. And, I, you know, if it had been me, I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't, you know, the creative understanding or the, you know, the thought of how bad this could go. You know, to be really honest, the story went worse than she probably had grid for. I'm sure she didn't see exile into Egypt I'm sure she didn't see her beloved son nailed on a cross to die. But in this moment, she's almost like she is the first believer because she exhales and she says, Yes, Lord, your will. And I think the story goes on to, um, you know, so this, she has this exhale and she moves on and she's. Really, she begins to say yes to the kingdom. And what does she do? But she picks up and she trucks herself to her friend Elizabeth, who essentially Elizabeth prophesies over her. And I'm going to read it for you. I don't have a slide for it. But um, at that time, Mary got ready. She hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered dear old Zachariah's house. It's quiet there. (laughs) Maybe Elizabeth hasn't been doing much talking either. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't, you know, we don't know what Elizabeth was really like. Was it normal for her to, um, to sing out loud over her friends as they came to visit? Maybe. Maybe not, too. Maybe this was really outside of the norm. But Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit in a loud voice, she exclaims. So she exclaims from the depths of who she is. You know, she she screams it. She says, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. And then she almost says the same thing as the angel. Blessed is she who has believed the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. I think, and then at that moment, Mary breaks out and sings this song. And, you know, we don't have a tune for it, but uh, scholars and biblical scholars would say it is a song. It is written in the same format as a psalm. 
unlike Zacharias, which is written more like a prophecy. But Mary's song is huge. It is this expression of an understanding of the kingdom of God that has come to be born. And it's it's like the whole passage reads like a song that's close. It reads like a song that's um, that's sung um, breathy and close into the mic. And then Mary exudes this thing. My soul glorifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. And it's big. And the small tells a big story. And I believe that she invites the kingdom of God into her heart in such a way that she has a deeper understanding coming out on the other side of what God's heart really is. I think she seems like she understood God's heart for her, and now she understands God's heart for the people as well. And that breathes life. The kingdom of God is a big place. And it's filled with the small. It's filled with each of us saying yes to further on and further in. Yes, the Lord loves me. And it doesn't get more complicated than that. So, Father, we invite you. to come and speak, to come and still our hearts. Uh, I think at this point I would love to um, invite Erin up to help me out. Um, to uh, You know, it, I'd really love to pray. I think that um, if you could hear part of my story... Um, in life with this fine soul. And uh, part of it is having a sense of frustration that the only words that I ever heard God say to me were that he loved me. And I wanted mission. I wanted a job. I wanted something tangible to do to express my heart and my love for him. And the only thing that he would ever say to my frustration was 
I love you. And, you know, through the lens of, uh, what, 43 years of the Lord saying that, I think that um, I'm only just beginning to have the reality of that soak in. That out of that place of being, of understanding his love, that suddenly the mission is not as important. And the mission will take care of itself. But this is the place that you jump off of. I have another story. Um, it'll be quick. I, uh, I had a painful moment at one point. And, you know, to be honest with you, the pain is so far away, I don't remember what the pain was about. But I can remember asking the Lord where he was in that moment of pain. And he showed me this picture of himself with his back to me. And that was painful in itself. I was like, what is that? And it's like he picked the whole picture up and he shook it like a snow globe. And it turned around and I could see... Jesus holding me in his arms like a little baby. And he was playing the coochie-coo game. And he was absolutely delighted. And that's kind of what I want to pray for you. Is that your understanding of how God sees you changes from the moment of pain into knowing that he is delighted with who you are.